DJ Pastor Happy Feet of Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Mr. G here on behalf of the Sight Beyond Sight podcast. Through this podcast, Pastor Happy Feet, Ty Boogie, AP, and Mr. G have given lots of information and inspiration to encourage you along your way. So we decided to share with you on our 50th episode some of our favorite moments of encouragement to help inspire you to continue to be the best that you can be. As Pastor Happy Feet would say, you can't be any good to anyone else until you learn to be good to yourself. So we hope that these encouraging moments help you to be the best that you can be for yourself and then for others. Thank you for listening for these past 50 episodes and stay tuned for the next 50. There's plenty more in store. Enjoy. Hey y'all, this is Leandria Johnson and you're listening to Pastor DJ Happy Feet. Yes, sir. <laughs> Serve notice to any negativity that's going on to your life. If we serve the notice... And by what I mean by making that mind up and saying that this is who I'm not going to continue to be. This is what I'm not going to continue to accept. This is what I'm not going to continue to allow to crowd my space or this person on the job or this person in school or this person at home or this family member or this so-called friend or that person or that church member that whatever the case may be, if we choose freedom and peace over chaos the rest of our life would be a whole lot easier you know when things come you know we don't have to worry about it be like darn i don't have this to do that i don't have that to be able to do this and it's on our minds and you know we pray we pray we pray but it seems like nothing happens when we want it to happen but we got to make sure that we remember to trust the process and that was a word I could never stand, especially when I was going through getting ready to buy the house and purchase a house. And he was, de- de- I was declined, denied three times. I said it was, uh, I I would say delayed because I would say delayed but not denied. Mm-hmm. So I would, de- I was delayed three times. So after that time, so there were things that I had to begin to work on. So if I never have worked on the things that I was going to do, like the goals Todd was talking about, then nothing would have never manifested. So if I chose, say if I chose peace, and they said, "Well, you need peace," but yet I'm still allowing the chaos and the different things to happen in my life, and I'm not even doing anything to try to change or to control uh, um, any of the things that are going on. If I'm still allowing it, then I'm going to always be upset. I'm always going to be frustrated. Always going to be down. All of these things, and I'm always going to be complaining, complaining about this, complaining about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you find those people in your life where. Only thing they have, they will say every every positive thing that you say. They have a negative. mm, I'm snapping. They have a they have a they have a negative thing, a twist to 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 the reason why they want to the the things that don't go right in their life. Mm -hmm. Well, you ought to change the way that you talk. Well, this is how I talk, and they make me talk like that. Or I'm always going through this with this person. Well, why don't you change or stay away from that person? But I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of going through this. I'm afraid of this, that, and the third. I'm a- well. Why the hell are you continuously to talk like you're talking? 
bad word. Is that a bad word, G? It's a place. <laughs> uh-huh. It's That's a place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't drop F bombs. So yeah, we won't drop those bombs. So what when 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 we get to a place like that and you get to the continuously to talk to them the kind of people you got to evict. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of thoughts you have to evict too. Mm-hmm. You gotta evict those thoughts. Those thoughts. That's it. You, you get you gotta do a mental a mental detox. You know when you do a detox, you gotta really, you know, um, get rid of the waste and the negative, all the junk that's in you and all of these things. There was a preacher that was talking about that, and I've been talking about it ever since last week. So I've been trying these shakes, been trying to do a natural detox. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I, I can't stick with it. Man, <laughs> if you could stick with it, you, when you got used to it, you would have felt, would have felt so much better. Yeah. See, let, let's go there. This, this is the reason why I'm saying because I want y'all to get it. So I want y'all to get in on it. So I, I can't, I can't stick with it. I'm trying. I tried. I tried a day. I tried the shakes and it's just like, but I, I keep wanting a piece of chicken. I keep wanting some bread. I can't do it. I gotta eat. I gotta eat. I cannot stop eating. I gotta eat. I like food. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Wait, say it again, Ty. It's that mindset. Yeah, there it is. That's it. That's it. Y'all getting it now. You're getting mm-hmm. it. So you're getting to wherever you like. With every time somebody say something positive, somebody want to say that person, the, the person that you're trying to encourage, always have something negative, to, negative to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's an excuse oh, for everything oh, not to, to go for it. Read each other's mind. An excuse is yes. like. That's um, the negativity coming in them excuses. Mm-hmm. Yep. And excuses are like elbows. Everybody have one. Yeah. Y'all what? know I want to say something. I like that. Y'all know I want to say something else though. <laughs> 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 well, you gotta sit by yourself and not talk to anybody to try to understand what you're going through and like said, the writing it down would help too at the same time word in your long time write it down mm-hmm. no distractions yeah and in your alone time learn to love yourself what I did that that's, that's, that's where it starts because nothing goes any further until you first learn to love yourself you can't expect anybody to love you more then you're willing to love yourself and that goes with everything you can't expect anybody to appreciate you more than you appreciate yourself you can't expect anybody to help you more than you're going to help yourself you can't expect anybody to do anything more for you than you are willing to do for yourself and the reason why that's important because if you're loving yourself then you know exactly what not to accept and if if there's a lack of love in yourself then you'll accept anything because you just want right. to feel needed, you want to feel appreciated. So you'll accept any, anything. You'll accept you'll accept that that steak dinner with the cream spinach and the and the the red red potatoes and the porterhouse. But you forget about the fact that it's served to you on a garbage lid. Mm. 
but you'll take it because you like steak and you like cream spinach and you like potatoes, but you didn't see the way it was given to you. And that's what it's like sometimes when we get into these 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 moments of all this stuff piling up one after one after one after one. And then we get into the. Oh, well, it is what it is. I guess that's just the way God meant it to be. No, it's not. No, it's not. And don't allow. We can't allow anyone or anything to keep putting that in our head. There's got to be a turning point somewhere, and it's got to start with us. It's got to start with us. And like AP said, that alone time. Sometimes we just got to break away. Just break away. Nothing. No cell phones. No TVs. No echo dots. No, no none of that stuff. Take it. Take it back to the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just sit on the front porch and watch cars go by or horse and buggy, depending on where you live. And just just sit and think. (laughs) Just sit and think. (laughs) Sit and think. Ask yourself some questions that you're willing to answer. Because if you're going to ask yourself a softball question that you're not going to answer, then you're not going to grow. And sometimes growing hurts. Like when we physically grow, when we physically grow out of our clothes, we try to put them on because they're tight. But it's uncomfortable, so we take them off because they're uncomfortable. Same thing with our thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts are uncomfortable. We gotta grow out of the uncomfortable thoughts and get into better thoughts. But to do that, we gotta we gotta evict them out of our head first. And see, and then you know, because a lot of young people, they're coming with the mentality and with the mindset, like um, you know. I'm all, I am all, I got to go to jail because I am nothing. You know, they, they think that I'm, they think that you, they're some kind of punk or weakling if they ain't been to jail. Well, that's the first misconception because prison and jail is not somewhere that you really want to be. Many times you find individuals whose parents have no control over them, whose parents may be out living the life of rally or doing whatever they want to do, and they have no parental guidance, and they are being raised by the streets or even gangs. Those are not, they are not being really taught the, the thing that um, is important about self-esteem. So, you may think that you're, you're nothing unless you go to jail or you get some type of street creds or what have you, but that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits because every man or woman that is born, you have destiny and purpose. It is up to you to tap into that. It is up to you to take control of yourself. You don't allow anybody to label you or to make you feel less than. One thing that I often do, and I I love to do this in a setting with young people as well as adults. I will take um, a fruit or vegetable can, take the label off of it, Mm -hmm. and ask the question, what's on the inside? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't know what's on the inside of that. That's right. So you give it your own label. That's you right. may say that this can that, that contains peas, really, um, it may contain pears in your sight. So you don't allow anybody to put a label on you. You label yourself. You are the determining factor of how you want to be, who you want to be, and what you want to be in life.
did a lot of grieving because I lost both parents, a sister, and each grieving period I went through was, was different because each relationship was different. So I might have grieved longer for my sister because, you know, that was my sister. Mm-hmm. And it's no way to, it's, I can't explain how do you deal with it, how do you get through it. But I, I pretty much got through it by myself. Well, I ain't going to say by myself. I had help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you but, you know, especially with the Lord help. Yes, of course. But it's um, you can get very depressed. Oh, yeah. That's the word get, that comes in. Yeah, you get very depressed. Boy. You can feel lonely. But one thing I did realize, I got to remember that the people that's here living. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. See, and, and we sometimes forget about that. But when we were surrounded, when, when we... Have you found yourself when I mean, darn, when you surround yourself <laughs> with people that cares and that's genuine, did it help you in it? Of course, and it's good to get get together with family and like talk about the memories instead of crying about it. Cause mm. I got a funny family, we like to laugh. Oh yeah. So how we agree that we tell stories, right, of, of the loved ones, you know. And that's a good. I like to laugh at everything, so I don't want to be crying all the time. Yeah. But I like to laugh, so therefore, when we do get together, we talk about the good memories. Right, and it's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And when we realize it's okay to cry, then you know you feel a whole lot better. See, because then you begin to thinking on the good memories, like you said, and you be able to talk about them. Right. And your heart is broke. And um, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescued those whose spirits are crushed. And that's Psalms 118. All right. And uh, Psalms 3418, I'm sorry. Psalms 3418 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescued those whose spirits are crushed. So when your spirit is crushed, crushed and your heart is broken, the Lord will definitely be there. To rescue you, yes. In the time of trouble, because it it it, it, it we begin to question God. Have you ever questioned God? Why in the world have you took of them so soon? Of course I have. I, of course I have. Especially because you lost your sister. And she was fairly young. She was thirty six. Yeah. Even yeah. like Lord, how? Right. Especially to see someone who, who was a fighter mm. that fought every day of her life. You know, yes. just to prove to people. You know, exactly. To see her sick. It wasn't a good feeling for me. Uh, yeah. See, that was a broken heart. Yeah. And God was close to you at that time. Yeah. Grief is definitely something a lot of people deal with. And everybody deal with it differently. And some people try to dictate on how... We should grieve when we're going through something or when we lost a loved one. And most people be like, you know, like you need to suck it up or either be quiet or try something different or take your mind off it. But it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to cry. Because the Bible tells us weeping may endure for a night. But what happens in the morning? Think joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Yes, indeed. Members of those communities, or those entities, feel that way because they're instantly judged. And there's a there's a there's a place. There's got to be a place for everybody because somebody's got to be delivered and healed from something. And if we won't let them in to find out 
where they need to be healed, how can we help? Right. How, and if we're going to keep judging, judging people because of this and that and the other, are we going to start judging people who, who hop from bed to bed every other day? The same yeah, way yeah, we yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah. Are we going to start judging people who just had a sip of beer before they walked into the church? Where did they get a load of me? And are we going to start judging people who just put out their cigarette on church grounds before they walked into the church? And I mean, there are so many levels you can start pointing fingers at other people about, but we still let them in. Why do, why do we only let certain people in? We're starting to treat the church like a country club. And, and the Bible says, whosoever will, let them come. But we're saying, whosoever will, let them come. Unless you're gay, unless you have five children out of wedlock, unless you live with your boyfriend and your girlfriend or your boyfriend and your boyfriend, unless you just smoke the pack of cigarettes, unless you smoke, unless you drink, unless you were just at the club. We make all these stipulations and that's not how Jesus worked. Jesus hung out with the worst of the worst just to show them, hey, I love you. And that's the thing with the church is missing. We don't we stop telling we stop showing people we love them. We start we started going by if you can give us a good a good a good good offering good and, a, and, a, and a good tithe envelope, yeah. we'll let you do anything. And a good country bump. Your music good. Mm -hmm. Your music if you can sing, if you can if if you can play if you can pray, if you got a good job, and you can give lots of money to church and get away with anything, if you don't meet those criteria, we're gonna keep an eye on you. And that's what it seems like. Whether uh, not every church is like that, but it, like I said earlier, it only takes one to, to cast the entire group, the entire body of Christ, as just money grubbing bigots. And that's why a lot of people, especially, I'm not gay. I'm just assuming a lot of people in the LBT, LBG, LGBTQ community feel that way. Yeah, they feel that way, and they are hurt, and they're missing, and we're missing the opportunity to just love them and appreciate them. Exactly. Same thing with I, I forgot who told this. It was a, it's an example that I, I I thought I saw it somewhere. Some maybe somebody told me they got a couple of young people and put them on one side of the floor, and got some old people, some older people, and put them on the other side of the floor. And and they got like a middle-aged person to put them in the middle, and then they told that that middle-aged person to sit down and said the older people are looking all the way across at you younger people, and they're criticizing you for everything you've done. They criticized you for dropping out of school. They criticized you for getting pregnant at 17. They criticized you for joining the gang. They criticized you for shooting up someplace. They, shoot, they criticized you for getting on drugs. They criticized you and did all that stuff. And they failed to tell, to take the opportunity to reach out to you because some of those very same things they criticized you of, they did themselves. And on the other hand, you younger people are looking at the older people and said, you're out of date. You're old fashioned. You're not even really considering what you're what you're saying, y'all still stuck in the 50s and the 40s and the 60s. Y'all don't know anything up to date. Y'all too boring. Y'all don't do anything exciting. Y'all don't do anything for the young people. Y'all always just want to come in and sit in church for three and a half hours, then go have a chicken dinner and then come back for another three hours and then come back for Monday meeting, Tuesday prayer meeting, Wednesday deacon meeting, Thursday missionary meeting, Friday uh, trustee board meeting, Saturday, y'all make all the young people come out and say Jesus, 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 and then smack us on the head where we don't get it the way you got it and then Sunday y'all sit in your front row with your hats on and looking down at us like we the dirtiest scum on the earth in the meanwhile the middle is empty the middle is the place where you're supposed to meet but nobody's there because nobody wants to agree to just look at each other and teach somebody 
Because there's nobody in the middle, there's nobody to learn, there's nobody to teach. There's just two sides, two sides offended with each other. Nobody grows and the vision dies. Give it up, Mr. G. Give it up. Mr. G, put that thing down. Yeah, did it, did it, y'all. Mr. G did it. Woo! He did it. Thank you very much. He did that thing. Okay, y'all calm down. Y'all calm down. Woo, Mr. G done set it off. <laughs> but that's the hurt. That's the hurt. That's true. The Bible says he gives young people dreams because they have their strength to do it. It gives old people visions because they know the way. And if we don't, if we as younger people don't look to our older generations, they know they know the way. They could teach us the pitfalls. Yeah. They look at the younger people because they got the strength and the energy and the dreams to keep going. Yes. But if indeed. we don't feed each other and keep hating on each other, the whole thing falls apart. The whole and thing. And we keep criticizing falls apart, everybody yeah. for everything. Hurt takes over, and mm-hmm. hurt is real. I'm no, no offense to the AME Church. I went to an AME Church for that's why I, that's why I went to church when I was in New Jersey. The average age of the AME church is like 64. Wow. It's, 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 it, it trends old. And I hear it all the time from the YPD, which is the Young People's Division, which ironically is like from 3 to 26. They expanded it because there aren't that many young people there. They keep saying the same thing. I want to do more, but every time I try to bring up an idea, they shoot it down before I finish it because they say, we're too young, we don't know nothing. Y'all don't know how this works. Just sit down and we'll call you when we want you to do something. We'll call you on every fourth Sunday when it's Young People's Day and then you could do something and then go sit back down. And then they wonder why in that gap between 26 and 64, there's nobody who knows anything. Exactly. Because nobody wants to take the time to, all right, I know you're young, but hey, I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to instruct you. I'm going to be your mentor. Now, you ain't going to do everything right and I'm not going to jump down your throat on everything, but I will give you the wisdom that somebody gave to me. But we so busy hating on each other, nobody wants to learn from each other. It's not just in church. We have people who have jobs. Nobody wants to be that experienced mentor to help somebody, help the new person come along because they're afraid they might take their job in three or four months. So they just leave them on their own to struggle. And then the whole business goes, goes down and production suffers because nobody wants to help the younger people get up to par. Because the older people there feel that they're going to get their job taken. And all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, it no. all comes from hate. That, that's a truth, man. Yeah. So. Today was about <laughs> dealing, being successful, coming from a dysfunctional home. And a lot of us have, and a lot of us have dealt with something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at some point of our life to where... We know we just have to get to a point to where we are able to forgive ourselves and forgive ourselves will help us forgive our parents, our past. Because when our past is still affecting our present, we can't get to our future. Mm-hmm. And getting to our future is hard when we allowing ourselves to be still in captivity of the things that we've been through. We're still being we we we're being held captured. We're we're being handicapped from moving forward because of the abuse, the change, the um, not having the clothes, not having the toys, the latest things or the latest this, that, and the third. You want to be able to grow up 
and grow out of whatever whatever you've been through. That's just like change, you know. When we're growing, we grow out of the clothes that we wear. We cannot fit them anymore. You can't be an adult still trying to wear uh, a toddler pants. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you you once an adult, twice a child. That saying is so true. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you get to a place of understanding that you are better than your past, you are able to move forward. And to be able to think that, hey, I am better than what I came up. I am not going to be right. what I was. I'm not going to be right. what they thought I was. That's right. That's right. Okay, go ahead, Mom, because I was closing. Go ahead. Yeah. The, um, you know, and just like me as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and just as a human being, not, not perfect, but as a parent, I know. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, you know, I'm not perfect at being a parent, but with me, I'm giving my kids all that I have. I'm giving my kids the best that I have. Now, the best that I have may not be the best for them, but and so, and that's how I can see it coming from from uh, my family. They gave me the best that they had. But it wasn't necessarily the best for me. Mm. Now, this this is a, uh, a poem, a parent's poem, right? Check it out. You are who you are for a reason. You are part of an ignorant plan. You're a precious and perfect, unique design called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You are just what he wanted to make. You go to parents. The parents you had was the one he chose. And no matter how you may feel, they were custom designed with God's plan in mind. And they bear the master seal. No, that trauma you faced was not easy. And God wept that it hurt you so. But it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you would grow. You are who you are for a reason. You've been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. That came out of purpose-driven life. And I love love that when it comes to parents, about their parents, you know. And I went through what I went through. You know, uh, with my parents, so my heart would shape. You know, and uh, I could grow. I could grow, learn from it, grow from it. Mm-hmm. And you that's know. good. Friend, let me tell you, I had to do a party, man. My vision was getting, my vision was real bad. Mm-hmm. And the party was in Union, South Carolina. So if you're from South Carolina, you know how far Union is from Columbia. Yes, indeed. Not a very interesting drive either. Hey, man, is that the racetrack? <laughs> if you know what the racetrack yep. is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, check this out. So I had a friend of mine, ledge friend. I said, hey, dude, you know, can you help me, man? I need somebody to drive my car. I had the Audi still at the time. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, can you, you know, drive my car for me up there? I got to get this bread. I got to pay my rent. You know, can you help me? Oh, yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Cool. So I managed to drive the car that day, went through, cleaned the car out, made sure I got everything up, got all written, all that. Hit him at like 5 o'clock. No, excuse me, about 5, 30, 6 o'clock. 
I said, hey, man, what time you want to pull out? Mm-hmm. For what? I said, man, to go to Union. Oh, I ain't say I was going to drive Union. I said, man, you did. Mm-hmm. I ain't say that. I said, all right, click. I hung up. I went back to the house, laid in my bed. I prayed. I said, God, I need this because I got to pay on my rent. Please help me get there and get back. Um, I was on Killian Roadside. Got on Killian Road, hit 77, hit 77 to 20. And then I hit 20 to 26, stayed in the right lane and watched the road and then followed trail cars. So I got to the main road to get to Union. Made that right, put my low beams on, drove the speed limit. Wow. And could barely it. see. And made it. I got there. Um, there was a dark spot. So it was like um, how can I explain? Like trees and dirt, a little mm-hmm. dark spot before you get till you get up to the uh, to the track. The track. Yeah, he so got that a spot. Yo, man, mm-hmm. I had to wait for somebody um, that part of the drive yeah. up to drive behind them to get up to the track. So I got there, uh, pulled my stuff up, started setting everything up. You know, I still had sight, you know what I'm saying, but just Mm-hmm. At night, with that cataract over my eye, you know, mm-hmm. stuff was yep. very dim. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know, but I tripped over my wire and fell on the dude's aunt. And he like, man, you, you ain't seeing nothing, man. I'm like, oh, man. I said, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Put my computer up, man. Start DJing and stuff, man. Everybody had fun and stuff. You fell Paid on my money. Yeah, I fell on his aunt, man. Sitting over there trying to dry hunch. Well, well you a little nasty. <laughs> <laughs> She asked for it, man. She gave me a compliment. She said she liked the big guy. What you nah. say? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you man. Oh. You know how they really found out when mm-hmm. I packed and got ready to go back. Mm-hmm. I tried to let them go ahead of me, but they didn't. Mm. So I was ahead of them. And I'm trying to go down this road and couldn't see. The oh. light would get no brighter. And I'm trying to get onto the road to get by. So the guy that paid me said, man, G, you all right? I said, yeah, man, you know. Car tripping and stuff, man. <laughs> so he got ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I couldn't admit it, man. I couldn't admit it. I that know. Time. I got he got ahead of me, man. I followed him, man. I got to the lines of the road. That was my, my safe point. I found the lines of the road. I was out. I got back to Columbia, man. I drove on on twenty, no twenty six. I drove on twenty six, man. My fifty five, sixty miles an hour, mm-hmm. man, with tears in my eyes. And Just thanking the Lord because I mean I didn't know how. I got there and got back. Yeah. I got there, man. Got back to the house, man. Um, I didn't speak to that same guy, man, for years. Yeah. He never apologized or nothing of the sort. But then that was me blocking my blessings, not accepting him for what he did Mm -hmm. as saying that, you know what? He didn't know how to deal with what I had going on. Yeah. I can't blame him for not knowing how to deal with what I had going on. Yeah. So you know, I let that go. Yeah. We speak to the day, but you know, it's nothing for me to hold hold on to. Minister to these young ladies that are out here that may be going through something. Absolutely. So the first thing I would say, um, there are different different pieces of advice that I could give for the different um, stages that you could be in with domestic violence. So um, what I will say as a whole is just watch for the signs. Um, If you see that a male is um, being aggressive or 
um, even speaks to you in a disrespectful manner. Um, that's not a relationship that you even deserve to be in. You shouldn't even entertain it. Uh, get to know yourself first and know what your value is before even entertaining a relationship at all because that will help you um, decipher if you want to um, be with somebody or not. If you are in a situation where you are um, in a domestic violence situation and you don't know what to do, there are plenty of shelters out there. Safe Harbor is one of my favorite ones. They really, they move quickly and they get you what you need. Um, they get your kids what you need. You don't have to take anything, just get up and go. And nobody knows the location. You can't find the location of the shelter, which I love, and you will be safe. And um, as a whole, I would just say that just remember that you are a queen. Remember what you deserve. Clowns perform. Queens reign. So if there's any mm, performance, like anything that. that you have to do to be different than who you were called to be or to be different than who you are, then you're performing. And at that point, you're acting like a clown. Like queens, we know what our worth is. We lift up our heads and we say, I won't settle for this. And we step over it and keep going on and reigning above our life with God as the head of us. So I would just say to remember who you are and don't settle for less. I'm going to let it shine. Yes, indeed. Want me to go? Two, three, go. This the light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. It's the light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Oh, it's the light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. All over the world. We're gonna put some DJ Pastor Happy Feet of Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the Sight Beyond Sight Podcast, a podcast of inspiration and information, a production of Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment. Contact us by email at sightbeyondsight7 at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment and on Twitter at Podcast Sight 4. This podcast is edited and produced by me, Mr. G. Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment is your home for quality, professional DJ and photography services, school functions, church events, weddings, you name it, Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment is here to help make your event special just for you. We also have studio time and give piano and drum lessons to people of all ages. For more information, contact us on our Facebook page, Sight Beyond Sight Entertainment. Call us at 
529-5360 or email us at sightbeyondsight7 at gmail.com. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.